Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time, the podcast with Cassia Marina. And I'm your host, Cassia Marina. And on today's episode, I want to talk about being ghosted in business. I am going to talk about the elephant in the room because somebody needs to talk about it. I mean, people talk about it, but not enough. You know, I feel as though with, you know, everyone Like, I mean, in the entrepreneurship, small business space, everybody wants to pretend like everything is going well. They're on top of it. Like nobody wants to talk about these things. And I call it the elephant in the room because the fact of the matter is it's actually pretty normal. And it's actually too common of a thing that happens that we never want to talk about. We never want to address. If we talk about somebody ghosting, you know, we have thin skin and honestly, I honestly think it's bullshit. All right. Um, please excuse my language and hopefully there are no kids listening to you with this, but I'm going to say it again. So cover their ears or something, but it's bullshit. And that's why I'm doing this episode to give this some space in the conversation of entrepreneurship and small business, because it happens a lot more often than we would like to admit and we need to normalize the conversation around being ghosted in business and how it's not cool it speaks to your integrity as a business owner i mean we're not perfect um i've ghosted people i'm sure you have ghosted people as well we've all ghosted people at some point and i'm gonna share my thoughts on that and why people do it and how we could even like find peace in it but we also need to talk about it because obviously ghosting is never gonna go away but i just feel like it's far too common and in some cases it's absolutely unnecessary but it's become such the norm that we feel like we don't owe anybody at least you know there's this thing this magical thing called um common courtesy right and i feel like that is something that should be normalized in business like let's just normalize things like integrity and things like being direct with people and letting them know what's up um letting them know why you're not doing something again whether it's a client relationship a regular like connection with people like can't we just talk about things directly without feeling like oh that you're just reading too much into this or you're reading too much into that so let me just get a bit um let's let's just talk about this from the perspective of a client you know when you are in a service-based business time is money right i'm just gonna catch go to the chase time is money and You know, when a client ghosts you, you would have spent a lot of time and effort into nurturing that client. And this is not for anybody to like feel sorry for anyone and like, oh yeah, wow, you know. No, it's not like that. Like, that's business. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, some sales professionals might listen to this and be like, oh my God, what is, what is she talking about? Like, this is just what it is. That's sales. But I think it's, that reaction is there just because we've allowed it to be okay and hear me out and i'm going to explain my stance and why i think the way that i think about this so okay one thing i want to make absolutely clear that nobody owes you your business 
and yes the game of sales and the the, the game of business and client conversions like it's just the nature of the game and it is what it is but there but to some degree i feel we have let this run away to a point where it's kind of like ridiculous and we shouldn't tolerate it and we should bring back a little bit more common courtesy with regards to these things that we really should normalize this not being so normal right ghosting won't go away it will happen it will always happen in sales we we do it we all do it as human beings even as simple as walking in a store and we look at the clothes like there's a reason why we call it window shopping right and you know we're just flirting with the idea it's a hobby we walk in the store and we just want to flirt and play with the idea like we know we're broke af and we can't afford x y or z right now but it's something fun to do when you can't do better and it's it's just it's fine but when you take so much time to nurture people or and they schedule calls and you spend all of this time like that is a lot of time that adds up and we really have to be more strategic with how we spend our time and there's a way to do that which i'll get to um and it really comes down to being very strategic and intentional with your processes, your systems, and the way how you set up all of that, right? Um, it will always be, I don't want to say controversial, but it it would always be a topic of should we do paid sales calls or no say or, or con- continue to do complimentary sales calls. And in a nutshell, my take on that, it really all depends on your business, your type of business, where you are at with your stage of business. If you're a new business, how much of a brand you've built, how long you've been doing it. And even if you have time and space on your calendar for it, obviously, if you don't have time and space on your calendar for it, you do have leg room to flex <laughs> and um, charge a fee but i don't want to i i do have thoughts on that which i will get to um but first let me just quickly address the ghosting part and then we will pivot over to solutions right so one of the things is we don't talk so as i mentioned we don't talk about it enough in entrepreneurship and i'm going to address it so one way there's two ways ghosting can show up in your small business journey and one is business friends where everything is is wonderful you know you're collaborating this that and the other and then one day people just start moving left with you for no reason this happens and i feel like there's just this weird unspoken energy with that and i feel like we should be mature to to just say like why i mean there are times and situations where there's nothing that needs to be said you just need to enforce this boundary because you found that hey i want to distance myself from this relationship and it's weird and some there are certain situations where you just can't tell a person outright but i feel like that happens a bit often as we collaborate and we forge relationships and you know things change and sometimes things naturally change where you kind of evolve away from each other and you evolve and make new business friends and partnerships that better align with your goals, which is fine. But there are some cases where people just go crazy and it's something. There's something there that's never actually properly addressed. And I feel like that's not cool. 
But hey, that's not really what I want to focus on, but it is one on the list where you have special certain relationships that you would have nurtured and you've collaborated in big ways and worked together as colleagues on projects. And it's weird when you suddenly get weird energy and people just distance themselves, right? Um, I, but I, I can't really speak much more on that. But what I really wanted to talk about is the second one, which is a prospective client. So you've, you're, you're naturally nurturing clients for a very long time via content creation, marketing, you know, your nurture list, your email list, your freebie, the content, all of that. And that's just part of the job. But it's super frustrating when, let's say in one week, you have like five, five calls and a lot of these people aren't actually that serious. But let's talk about the couple that are very serious and you get on the call you talk about things and your job is to help them make that decision that to ensure that this is something that they want to do right now and that they want to do this with you and the other purpose of these discovery calls and um yeah these discovery calls is also to ensure for you as the business owner that you want to take on this client you know so often that we 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 think that we are always um like we're interviewing for the job but no when you're a business owner you're interviewing the client as much as they're interviewing you it has to be a mutual fit because then you don't want to be working with someone in a very close intimate way in a business to business service and it's not the right fit so it's super important to come into these discovery calls with the mindset to be ready to walk away that's like one of the things that i've learned over the years right um especially as you find yourself onboarding someone who wasn't a good fit who turned out to be a horror client or a miserable person and it really wasn't worth the the extra gray hairs right so you get on the call, it's fabulous, but here's the kicker. Actually, let me rewind, rewind a bit. It's a kicker when it's a referral. Like when it's a referral, you know, I don't know if things have changed in recent times. When it's a referral, it's supposed to be, well, there's no supposed to or guarantees in business, but you think that that that's half of the work and that's actually typical for referrals that's why referrals are gold because many times people go to a particular hairdresser or a barber because they trust the referral like okay i'm not gonna look around further like you refer this person i'm gonna i'm gonna use them i talked to had a conversation and they seem like they could do the job so i'm gonna go with this person so you get this referral from a very prominent influential person you get on the call with the referee is it the referee i don't know that's probably not the right word but you get on the call so with the prospective client you all have amazing chemistry it's the perfect fit you come off then you send them all of the information to onboard them and they're like, okay, yeah, great. Then as soon as you send the invoice, you don't hear from them. 
Now, it's even weirder when you get feedback from the refer the person who referred them where they were like so super soul, so super excited. Like that same energy from the discovery call carries out over to the feedback that you get from the person who referred them. And they were like, oh, wow, they, they, they absolutely love you and they're excited to work with you. But then days pass, days turn into weeks and weeks turn into weeks and they haven't replied to your email and they haven't made payment. So you kind of know by now that this is either they're caught up with life because let's be honest, things happen and it's not always about you, right? And you know, some things get pushed back on the priority list and that's fine. That happens. Now your job as the service provider is to follow up, right? You follow up at least, I know salespeople will say you keep following up until they say no. That's one train of thought. And then other people say follow up seven times. I will say follow up at least a minimum of three times. No less. So you follow up, you follow up, you follow up. And you know that they're, they're reading the emails, right? I'm not going to get into how. <laughs> That's right. But you're, you're following up. And you're following up and you're following up. Like you might ignore the first email. You might ignore the second email because many times you just, because it's not high on the priority list, you're like, oh yeah, I'll respond to that later. And then later comes and goes and days pass on. And it's like, you know, time passes really quickly. So I get that. We, as understanding business owners, you might as well might understand that. But at some point, it's like, it, it's not going to take you, like, if you know that you're moving on, or you know you're not moving forward, then there isn't that much more to say than, hi, um, no longer moving forward with this. I've had a change in direction. You know, you don't have, you don't even owe an explanation. But I think for the very least, we at least owe someone an answer because you took up their time right and again some people might disagree with me on oh well they didn't take up your time you want to convert a client so it's in your best interest to this discovery call yes it's true but i have an unconventional way of looking at things where i honestly believe that it's a mutual exchange and we need to stop looking at things from the perspective of like Oh, getting on, getting people on these sales calls uh, or discovery calls, they're doing you a favor. No, you are providing a solution to a problem. You, that's why we're in business. We're here to solve problems. We're here to help others in exchange for money, for payment, right? We're here to, that's what a business is. You're here to provide a service and solve a problem in people's lives and that comes at an investment it's a mutual exchange and i think so what i would say is no one owes you their business but for the very least can we normalize people at least being i don't want to use i don't want to say shunned but we have too often be like, oh, well, well, that's what it is. Like we need to change the mindset to, oh, well, it is what it is to 
that's not cool and you need to do better as business owners we don't like when people do that to us so why would you do that to others and we and that is what i mean by the integrity aspect of it for the very least give some feedback and say you know what i'm not moving forward with this but thank you for your time like and i i really want to emphasize that you don't have to say much more you don't have to explain well i don't like this or i don't like that or i would have preferred this You've made the decision, the answer is no. And you could politely respond and say, hey, I've decided to not move forward with this. I've had a change in direction, but I wish you all the best, etc., etc." No explanations, just acknowledgement. And I don't think that's a lot to ask. Honestly, it isn't a lot to ask because if you can spend the time to click the link, book the call, show up to the call, you can just respond and say something, right? I would say that that is one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm sorry, I'm old school. I was raised by my grandmother and manners maketh manners, she said. Common courtesy is still a thing in my opinion. It's a thing for me, right? Um, And it really is very odd to me that People do this. It's very odd. It's very odd. And for those who still disagree that it's part of business, like we go to school and we go, we learn how to write emails and we learn how the proper way to write a letter and the right way to respond to things, which it has in the social media world, we now call it code switching and corporate speak. Like we learn all of those things, but yet, ghosting is accepted um how is it that we know how to write and speak a certain way and dress a certain way and you know the heels and the skirt mustn't be this the heels should be this high and the skirt shouldn't be this short like honestly it all boils down to bullshit if we can't just be decent human beings being a decent human being in business is what should be considered professional. Doing good work, showing up on time, being having courtesy, those are the things that we should more place emphasis on what's quote-unquote professional. You know, in the natural hair community, they go on and on about, um, I wouldn't say they go on and on, but it's a thing where, oh, natural hair is not professional. And I mean, that's debatable. Um, I, I don't want to say it's debatable, but there's certain hairstyles that might not be quite appropriate. But to say that natural hair is not professional, it's not, it's not, um, it's not quite accurate, right? It's definitely not accurate, but it's also not an excuse to to just wear your hair in any one way. Like it should be styled a certain way, um according to the environment right but that's a totally completely different topic but what i'm trying to say is similar to how natural hair gets a bad rap in corporate world that 
it's frowned upon in a certain way like the way a person wears their hair doesn't change their ability to get the job done like there was once this video on how like how is natural hair unprofessional is natural hair um stealing office supplies <laughs> like how is it unprofessional so like for me it's like how is it okay and we just accept that ghosting is a part of life it's a part of business life i believe that it is but i believe that it's a little too too widely accepted i mean of course it will happen but i feel like it happens a little too rampant and it's only because we just shrug our shoulders and we keep it moving and we're just like oh whatever it happens rather than being more like hey that's not cool we like in how we get groomed to do business that should also be included like in the class where we show people how to quotes code switch and corporate speak and write emails that should be something that should fall under business etiquette that if you're not going forward with a project as much as possible reply and give some acknowledgement you know I, I it's similar to how in job applications that people have the gall to say unsuitable applications will not be acknowledged I absolutely disagree with that practice. I think everyone should at least be acknowledged that your application was received. However, we have selected a candidate and we're moving on. That's not hard to do, right? You put something out there, people who respond, you should acknowledge them. I think at the very least, acknowledge people once their application was well put together and submitted i don't believe that unsuitable applications should not be acknowledged unsuitable then yeah unsuitable then becomes what what would you say like subjective but to me unsuitable applications mean you weren't suitable for the job or you weren't the fit that we're looking for or your application doesn't align with what we're looking for. And I don't think that's what they mean. I think, I think actually, yeah, that's what they mean. But I feel like unsuitable applications that should not be acknowledged are the ones that were poorly put together. <laughs> that's, that's what it should be. And that's not what it is. So on a side note, that's where I put the ghosting in business. Now, let's move on to how we can cope and how we can compartmentalize that because of the fact that it's here. So, what really happened to that person? <laughs> Did they fall off the face of the earth? Um, and how can you cope? So, my tip is that it took me a while to kind of come to this. I wouldn't say it, take, it took me a while, but I finally came to a place of how I had, how I compartmentalize it and how you can compartmentalize it as well. Ghosting can make you stop and think, did I do something wrong? Is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with my messaging? Is something wrong with my brand? And you go to down this rabbit hole of all of the things that you probably didn't do and we waste unnecessary energy b 
beating up ourselves over other people's crappy way of dealing with something, right? So my my main thing I want to say here is that ghosting says more about them than it does about you. If somebody said that they're going to move forward, they're one here's one of the things that happened. On the call, they were lying. Straight out the gate, they were. And that says about them because they didn't feel confident in themselves to be authentic and speak up. And they probably felt like the only way out was to say, oh, yes, I want to move forward. Now, okay, cool. It's one thing you lied on the call and you made me send this follow-up email with the details and the next steps. And by me sending that email means now I'm sending a series of follow-up emails. Now, from the time you get that first email, the right thing to do was finally speak up and say, you know, I've changed my mind, even though you were already lying on the call. But at some point, please say something. Ghosting is not cool. Treat others how you would like to be treated, right? If they're my second tip for those people who ghost, like if you're listening to this and you've done this to people and you, you, you're like a serial ghoster, like I'm speaking to you too, if there's something you didn't like, just express your needs or step away gently, but don't go cold turkey. It just isn't cool, right? But how you can cope, let me get back to that. How you can cope. So the first thing is that it says more about them than it does about you. So in the case of the example that I mentioned earlier where the person was like really excited to get started, so much so that they told the person that they were referred by that, hey, I love XYZ, I can't wait to get started, then you rock that shit, right? In that case, that's me, I rocked that and you know, something happened that absolutely has nothing to do with you. And for some reason, maybe they came across someone else or they bounced up someone and it just ended up and they felt terrible to say something. And that's why I say it says more about them than it it does about you because they're so ashamed to say something. (laughs) And that was like a huge shift. And I think that would be a huge shift for someone listening. So um, whoever this touches today, I am happy to deliver the message and be the messenger today because it says more about them than it does about you. I mean, it, it goes without saying, but when you actually live the experience, when it was like such a positive interaction on so many levels and then it just didn't work out that it says more about them and it's not about you that's one thing that's actually very promising that the right people will come along and it will be wonderful right and it just wasn't meant to be it wasn't meant to be and it is what it is and there's nothing you could do about it right i mean i think we know by now that there's nothing you can do about it but it really does help a lot because it it stops you from going down this route of, oh, I need to go and update my website. I need to change my messaging. Like, what can I do to avoid this in the future? How can I do better on my calls? Like, it really wasn't about you. It was more about them and whatever and whatever is happening in their lives. So 
take peace in knowing that you are awesome, you are amazing, and they were just too ashamed to say something. That they were so sold on you that they're so embarrassed now to come back and say something. And the reason why I could say that is like I think of all of the times where I probably would have didn't follow through with something and it, it had absolutely nothing to do with the service or the service providers that my needs probably changed and I'm just no longer interested. Directions changed, you know, maybe your business pivoted. And I think really and truly the problem is that you just don't need the service anymore. And what should happen is that you should just at least bring some closure and reply to that email saying, hi, um, I'm no longer moving forward. And it's up to you if you want to explore why or if you want to, you know, just politely say, hey, I've decided to go in a different direction. End of story. Right. The second thing is if. The second takeaway to that is as you grow on your journey and you level up. And let's say this was a client that you were really excited to work with because it's a new offering, it's a new service, or it was that perceived next level client and it didn't work out, take comfort in knowing that even though this one didn't work out, that you're very close to that next level client that you're looking to work with. That's another thing. So we really make a big deal. Like there are some clients that you really wanted to land the deal. You were really passionate about this project for whatever reason. And it, it just ticked off so many things for you that you feel crushed. The fact that you came this close to closing this person is testament that another one of those are right around the corner that this next level in your business will soon be your new normal so actually rather than looking at the loss you actually perceive it actually as a gain let me say that again instead of looking at this dream client that slipped through your fingers as a loss it actually is testament and proof that it's not a loss it's actually a gain because you're that much closer to working with those types of people and that this will be your new normal and my tip would be to double down on your affirmations i'm huge on affirmation so make that quote-unquote perceived negative into a positive all right, so that is essentially my thoughts on that. Don't take it personal. It's irritating. It's not cool, but don't attribute a meaning to something that you don't need to. You know? Don't give it a meaning that you don't need to give a meaning too and if you're going to give meaning to something shift your perspective and give it a positive meaning rather than a negative meaning 
All right. And a final tip, and I can't take credit for this tip, but this came from a colleague of mine. If this is someone who never responded and um, they were a referral, especially, or even if they're not a referral, but if they never responded, then they never gave you a no. So you never know when this person is going to circle back and become a client. So this is why it's super important to have a bomb ass lead magnet and you add them to your nurture list and you attribute a tag to them. So you can tag them so that they are segmented under past inquiries slash referrals and you kind of know where they are in your customer journey. So if something in life happened that obviously you're not aware of, they may circle back at a later date. Continue to nurture them through your email list. And this is why it's so important because many times referrals never follow you on social media. They just reach out via email and that's that. So that's great. You have their email, add them to your nurture list. Segment them by adding them to a segment using tags and let them get your lead magnet, right? So you set up your nurture, set up a specific nurture sequence for those people. So that when you add them to that segment, it triggers that lead magnet to go out and then have specific messaging in that nurture sequence that speaks to them. And also they will be on your main list. So this is why it's so super important to repurpose the content on your social media because that social media content, they will still be exposed to it even though they don't follow you on social media. I absolutely love that tip and I wanted to share that with you all. And if you are interested in working with me for more awesome strategies like this, where we can spend the day together and streamline all of your strategies, systems, your the way you show up visually, the way you show up with your messaging, comb through your website, comb through your visual branding, and we will make tweaks. This is why I created VIP intensives and you know, there's actually option for strategy sessions, which it's not something that I focus on. I focus more on the VIP intensives because that is where the transformation truly happens. There's only so much transformation that can happen in one hour's time. That VIP intensive really allows us to comb through the five pillars of my five-step framework from messaging and your content to the visuals, to the systems. We can comb through things like your customer journey from when they interact with you. If it's a referral, we can comb through all of your problem areas, all of the leaks and plug those areas. Let's say, for example, you're having a lot of ghosting happening. Let's find out why so that you could show up more confident. And then if they still continue to ghost, obviously you want to have less ghosting so let me rephrase that 
there's less ghosting and for those who will ghost because ghosting will will happen right what we want to happen is less of it and when that happens now you feel more confident that it has absolutely nothing to do with you you've done this intensive you know that the messaging is on point that this is this and that is that so when it happens you don't beat yourself up you no longer go down this this mental turmoil of oh how could i have done better or um is something wrong like now this is why it's so important to have that brand plan of action and go through those strategy sessions well not strategy sessions but really comb through your entire business online business systems from messaging straight up to your website and your booking page all of those things and how we can really comb through and clean up any gaps that might have been overlooked when you bring on someone external who have a bird's eye view on things and bring fresh new eyes and perspective on your business like that is the beauty of a vip intensive all right so it's it's a ceo day we sit down and we just work on your business and i honestly believe that every business owner deserves a day to work on their business ceos do this they do this even like at the end of the year they book a hotel and they call that their their business retreat you could do that with a group of people you can do that with a strategist like myself you can do that by yourself but to start being the business the ceo of your business you need to have strategy days like this and this is one of the ways that my vip intensives can serve you as you continue to grow your online business and your brand so if you are interested in that definitely check out the link in the show notes i will link to um, where you can get more information or if you have any questions definitely send me an email or dm me on instagram and i can you know answer any questions that you may have so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to working with you guys, chatting more with you on the podcast, and I will catch you on the next episode. Of course, definitely do share this episode with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, if it resonated with you and you loved my tips on how you can even deal with the ghosting. All right, so catch you guys on the next one.